Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. Friday, 19th of June. We're back. Hello, I'm Stuart James Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. I won't even drop the J. Hello, how are you? Good. Sorry about yesterday, everybody. Mm, I, I was... think the first apology should be to me. Sorry about yesterday, Stu. No worries. What about everyone else? <laughs> Stop it. I was complete write-off yesterday. You don't even sound sick. It, it appears that you may have taken a sickie on all of us. I know, after talking about it. Mm, no. You did. Uh, I did not, I assure right. you, take a sickie. I could barely speak and really couldn't get out of bed yesterday. It was just a complete, you know, Breakdown. when your body just goes, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> just did that. I tried to read and I read about reckon about two pages of one book, two pages of a different book. My body no. goes into shutdown when I try to read too, so I understand. <laughs> what I tried to watch. I ended up watching The Killing Season. What did you make of The Killing Season, actually? Um, a bit well, self-indulgent? Yes, and very... I kind of wonder why we have to... I mean, this is just a funny old perspective on it. Uh, just before you yeah. go on, the, for the, those that don't know, that might be in Australia, The Killing Season is a three-part series on uh, the former government here in Australia, the Labor government, which uh, consists of Kevin Rudd, Julia Gillard, and a host of other insiders and uh, yeah. numbnutsers, <laughs> and it just shows the for- formation and disintegration of that period in our political history. It really does. Mm. And it sh- and. And I mean, I suppose it's useful to see it as a narrative and see the behind the scenes of things and so on. Who's and telling the truth? Well, hardly anybody, That's <laughs> let's <right>. be honest. It's <laughs> just like a... So, but also, I mean, when you, this was, just struck me and maybe it's... But I just thought, you know what, of all the things, and I know we've got shows like Four Corners and investigative things like that. Well, when I say shows like, I mean, we've got Four Corners. Yeah. Um, but of all the things that we could be interrogating and really kind of getting to the bottom of in our political history mm. in recent years. Leadership battles, really? Like we've, we've like that was just so, it was through the media. The media drove a lot of it. You know, yeah. the media and the polls drove so much of that that you wonder if without that pressure things would have gone differently. Well, um, no, if you, you wonder if people had a spine and we actually had yeah. people that want had, had a vision and a direction and want to lead and yeah. per, perhaps progress the country, Yeah, then would that have happened? I know. You don't blame the people publishing polls. No, but you blame the reliance on polls. I mean, that, I, I've But does set, everyone rely on them now is my point. The papers well, yeah, no, have built them up saying. to such a thing. They have. But why and are these polls believing them? Well, uh, they, to be used, so important. they used to not. And mm. that's what, remember I've told you a million times about that George Megalogenes yep. piece because it totally, it was in um, one of the Griffith Reviews or something. And it was, uh, it really, for me, un, uh, like proved this point that up until a certain point, politics was just, I mean, there was politics. There was, there, were in, there was infighting, there were factions, there was whatever. Mm. But you made a decision if you were Hawke or Keating or – and there were a couple of other people who he mentioned who were on the writer side of politics who did the same thing. You would just stick to your guns. Mm. You just make a decision. You go, well, this isn't going to be popular for a bit and I'm in my second term so let's just write it out. And everybody would just – Write it out and maybe there'd be debates and some people would be disappointed and some people would lobby for this and whatever. But you didn't go every five minutes, oh, my God, these polls are appalling. We need to drop everything and completely kill ourselves. Mm. I think uh, Albanese at one point says in The Killing, whatever it's called, season, season 
um, that if we go ahead with, if somebody goes ahead with this, uh, actually it wasn't a Griffiths review, it was a quarterly essay, sorry. Um, oh, no. Anyway, he says at some point, if we go ahead with this leadership push or whatever, we're killing two Labor Prime Ministers. But I'd go so far as to say they really just killed the Labor Party. Like they just, they just complete, like they, the Labor Party is going to take so much to get, the, to convince people that this isn't a thing. Now. Well, you look at it now and it's in a bit of, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, Bill Shorten has reunified the party and it's back. Who's, who's saying that? <laughs> oh, no, if you listen to uh, opposition members now, they're saying, right. because Bill Shorten's under attack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I and mean, so they're saying nobody other than Bill Shorten could have brought this party back together the way he has after being in such a, after such a bad election. Right. And after such a poor result, it, any other party or any other person in the Labor Party at this time would have just – would be a rabble. But we yeah. are back together. We're a unit yeah. and we are forging forward, which yeah. uh, one would say maybe not so much this week. <laughs> but uh, it, it, Bill Shorten, he started uh, showing up in this thing as one of the people that caused you know, the instability. Well, he's a big player in it, actually. Yeah. And look at him now. Yeah. There is – he hasn't got a position on anything. Yeah, you know he. But that was what that was what strikes you when you look when you look at it. It's that thing about Canberra that mm. um, if you ever go to Question Time, you think the same thing. You think, oh my god, these people are in high school. They're playing a game. They don't realize oh, they're money, actually in, <clears throat> with their money. That's what I was going to say. They don't actually realize that they're in charge of a country full of people who, I mean, in their heart of hearts, they. They, that must have been why a lot of them joined up and all that stuff. But they sort of just end up fighting for their own political life. No, all we're the time. just paying for them to fart around. Mm. Really, at the moment, what the, the, it's, it's I, I was, idea A versus idea B, and we're just going to scream at each other. One of the things people have said about the killing season is that it does reveal it does that Kevin Rudd comes out of it better than he came out of life at the time. <laughs> yeah, because he went early. To you know, he, he was he he knew early that the, the international monetary crisis was not going to do anybody any good, and he did a bunch of stuff kind of early and on his own, and he thought about it. And international leaders speak in the doco speak quite highly of him. Mm. Look, this is a, that was episode one. I wouldn't mind waiting to episode three before you wait to I've see seen, how Kevin Rudd comes out. Well, I've seen episode two, and mm. I and I think it it's still he still comes out better than I like. I can't I believe could, a word he's saying. I could barely watch him. I know that's yeah. the thing. Same, but um, but it's just interesting that there were. I mean, there are that the, they it does do something that all of the kind of leadership talk at the time never did, which is it does talk about the policies that were happening, that were being written up in the background, and it does talk to some of those backgroundy people. Well, let's say, and that that's he, interesting. He had, there, there were. No policy. Well, there were policies, but nothing was being implemented because he couldn't do it. Well, he, that was, yeah, that was, he when, was he, breaking that's when they down. reckon he was getting in trouble. Mm. Anyway, so, so anyway. you watched the killing season. So I watched the killing season yeah. um, and my face melted off and I had to sleep for eight more hours. So anyway, point so, is I was genuinely not well yesterday and I do apologise for my absence. I noticed, by the way, with interest that ah. you um, have learnt how to use social media for Thank a you. day <laughs> and put a photo up of me looking most attractive. Well, look, there are on rumors, Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of the rumors swirling around that you, in fact, are a one-eyed, hairy, <laughs> uh, two-foot troll. Now, mm-hmm. 
That you and I know, both know that is not true. You have two eyes. Okay? Yeah. Um, no, what, so what are you And you are the Mona Lisa, by the way. I mean, I pinch myself when you come in in the mornings. I really just go, God, what a lucky girl. I know. Is I this mean, the really. Yeah. <laughs> is this the sun <laughs> that has yeah. risen uh-huh. for my benefit every morning? Yeah, pretty yep, much. Yeah. Um, Yes, well, no, that was charming of you to, uh, to oh, do look, that. Oh, look, we had to make light of your illness Well, everybody, everybody was excellent how they pitched in as well with mm. their uh, contributions, so I thank them for that as well. Um, but, yes, I today I can actually speak words. You, know, yeah. you know that thing, I hate, you know, I hate talking mm-hmm. about being sick. But look, you, know you that haven't thing. spoken around. You're, you're a little chatterbox. I know, <laughs> I haven't spoken <laughs> for a day. Um you know, that thing where you have been really sick. Like, mm. literally, you know how long I've been. I've been sick for five weeks. I looked back. Right. I've been sick for at least five You're weeks. You're doing that thing where we don't talk about being sick. Shh, listen, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just limiting mm. it to this. When you're sick, there's nothing else you can talk about because everything's boring because it's all you can do all you've is got. be sick. So imagine that, that being your whole life. I know. Imagine having chronic pain. Mm. Imagine being uh, having a chronic illness. Imagine it. Or you could think about it and focus on oh, it. It does shrink your world. It's just excruciating. And, mm. I, and, I, and my heart goes out. To everybody who's experiencing that and big hugs. But when you have something a little empathetic like what I've had, mm-hmm. but you've had it for five weeks, mm-hmm. and you wake up after that sleep, that final sleep that maybe is going to tick you over into I feel okay, mm. you really do think, oh, my goodness, it's a miracle. Like, sleep, What you mean sleep does repair? Yeah. Mm. And remember they don't know why and how sleep repairs. Like there's all this research being done into like what is sleep anyway kind of thing. Mm. And people just haven't um, – humans haven't figured it out yet. Do you think we don't as a uh, species respect sleep enough? Do you oh, think it's just sure. something that, ha- that happens? For sure, man. Yeah. And also we fight it. <laughs> I particularly fight it. But also like, you know, electric lights fight it. And So what we're doing, we're really going about it the wrong way. Mm. We're – we're constructing and shaping an existence that perhaps isn't the best for us. Yeah. Totally. We are. It's the, it, all the Ooh. science says you should go to bed when it's dark and stuff. Like, remember that when you go camping? It's a 24 it, it's hour sort of economy, Lauren Clark. It's all right for the scientists who get their nine to fives. What about me that <laughs> wants they? to buy a cappuccino oh at 10 a.m. or 10 oh p.m.? Oh my God. Right. The scientists that get their nine to five. Yeah. Scientists don't even get paid in this country. <laughs> well, they're slowly becoming extinct. And artists. It's very sad. Oh, uh, look, do you. Artists, there was a uh, sort of summit in Canberra yesterday and uh, there is a, pu- a push mm. to fight some of the brandest stuff that's <clears throat> going on with arts funding at the moment. And, yeah, um, there's a minister for uh, Art- – what is it? A minister for wind? No, 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 a commissioner. Minister for wind? A commissioner for wind. There is. A commissioner someone, for wind farms. Someone described the wind industry as big wind yesterday as well, <sighs> one of the independent senators, I believe. Because he he thinks they're an, <coughs> an evil energy. We sound like wow. a uh, a doctor's waiting room. Hey, um, yes, art. It's yeah. a bit of a tough one because. Oh, Stuart, why is it a well, tough because one? It's art to me. Okay, as always, oh, I'm getting cross be, already. Art to me has always seemed to be a choice, right? Uh, like I want to be a drawer, so I'm going to draw, and yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with art. 
Right. This is a pretty sophisticated perspective. <laughs> Break it down for me because I'm yeah, not sure listen, I understand. I, I like art. I dig it. Okay. But it, it's a tough one to it's what a you're tough saying one to is, fund to no. justify funding at times. Because at times it seems like a hobby. Yeah. Right? And that's people are, the problem. Mm. That's the problem not with the arts. That's a problem with the perception of the arts. Well, perhaps. Because if you say, oh, how do we prioritise that, you know, when there are people over here dying of X, Y, Z? Well, to be honest with you, there are a whole lot of things that are being funded at the moment that if the funding was taken away from them, humanity would be better off. Such as? Well, example one. I, like, you know, I mean... the. This is the same government that wants to, chaplains in schools. You know, this is the same. Well, that's, a, that's an easy one. Everyone agrees with that except Tony Abbott. Well, so, but there are, there are, there are, it's, and the other thing about it is that people who say, oh, art's just fun, like you just, you should, you should just be doing that because you enjoy it, mm. is that it completely undermines the cultural life of a country that needs to have, needs to be able to, um, you know, have a sophisticated cultural perspective because because in times like this, that's exactly when it's needed. So, you know, that thing, it's actually a misappropriated Churchill quote. It's not a Churchill quote, but everybody um, says it is. Run to the hills, run for your life. No. Which one is it? It's um, when asked about arts funding, you know, why would you fund the arts, the arts when there's a war on? Mm. He said, because why? what else would we have to fight for? Right. I mean, and it's not him. That's not. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that is not Churchill. He's famous for the quote, and it's up on the, over the internet. But I'm pretty sure it's not with him. A, but with a, like a black and white photo, you of know, him and it's like a cursive it thing to the it left is. of his but head. But I mean, that's look. If you if you fund the arts when things are going swell, things yeah. are pretty good, and yeah. there's nothing to analyze, and there's mm. no point in. I mean, when I'm oh, saying good art during, comes from pain. During no, I'm saying during the Howard years. I went and saw a show, a theatre show, and I cannot remember exactly what it was called. At the Wharfies. But, no, oh. it was about – and it was it was written by – it was about these women uh, of about the age of 60, white Australian women, and the friendships that they struck up volunteering at a um, detention centre with these young asylum seeker men. Mm. And it was written – it was verbatim theatre, so it was they interviewed them mm. and then actors got up and d- told the stories. And it was, it, was ex- it was extraordinary and it was a kind of transformative piece of theatre that you thought, oh, thank God, because nobody in politics was saying anything. Nobody in any of the other kind of realms of the universe was making any of these points nearly as articulately as this piece of theatre did. And, and yet here was this... Uh, What's her name? Roz, somebody's directed it. Anyway, I'll look it up. We'll edit that clicking out. <laughs> Whatever. Point is, that's when you need art to be good. And when you think about, I mean, we're trained to think of art as, you know, these people are macrame paper mache, you know. Have you been down so- to craft Victoria lately? <sighs> are you going to really? No, because no, these no, are that skills. Is, I, these are skills. I love craft Victoria. I just think of uh, Craft Victoria when you say macrame, that's all. I do. It's just I this is, but put this, the two but together. All of these things that you're saying, you are the perfect example of the anti-arts perspective, um, which I, is yeah. extraordinary to me because you – I am not anti-arts. I buy paintings. Uh, what did you say before? I like art or I something. Like art. Oh, I'm no, for art is, or something. I, I'm, I am for art. No, my point is it's very easy to dismiss it in that way. It's, like it's a hobby or it's something that 
you just choose to do. It's not something that's necessary. But I mean, that goes down to every. I mean, that's why. People in the arts always get – I mean, if you speak to anybody who works in the arts, like mm. even me, right, somebody will say to me, hey, hey, um, hi, we want you to write for us because mm. we think you're such a good writer. We'd really love you to write for us. Could you write um, like, you know, 2,000 words? Mm. Um, it's due next Friday. We can't pay you but the exposure is really great. Mm. You get exposure. You get published in our journal or mm. whatever. Or you get published in our XYZ or uh, can you do this for me for free? And you just wouldn't ask a dentist to do your cap your tooth for free. You know, it's mm. that it's that thing of that it is completely undervalued here. And in a society, there are some countries where arts funding works really differently and it's integrated um, more kind of philosophically with the rest of the way that society functions. And mm. there's just no question as to whether or not you'd fund the arts. It's funny how you mentioned arts and dentistry. Just mm. We have to wrap. But a, f- yeah. a friend of mine, Reedy, was telling me a story. So I'm not going to mention any names. You just did. Hi, Reedy. Yeah, well, I mentioned Reedy, <laughs> but I'm not going to mention the people in the story. Yeah. But uh, this person was <clears throat> away in a country where uh, so dentistry is expensive. Right, talented yeah. musician. Yeah, needed a lot of uh, say dentist work done. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing all of the facts of this. Story. I know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like <laughs> any of this is true. It yeah. is true. It's okay. a true story. Tell me the had no money. Work. Being in the US, had no money. Being an yeah. artist. Yeah, and said, if you help me, if you fit, solve this problem for me, I will do this for you and make you very wealthy. I'll provide some. I'll, I'll create this piece of art for you. Yeah, and it will be a success for you. And the dentist took the took the challenge, yeah. so to speak, and um, fixed the person, fixed the artist, and he came back and provided him with something that uh, became famous worldwide, and more than um, covered the cost of the this dental is an work. excruciating story to have no details about. Totally, but it's not my story to tell. But okay, it's, it's funny. Reedy. Call in, leave a message on the voicemail and tell us the full story. Ready. Yeah, it's a challenge. If you'd like to use the uh, stupidly small – I was going to say we'll have a shop again. Stupidly <laughs> small voicemail, you just have to ring us on 0390798947 and we will play that story next week on the potty. Excellent. Speaking of mailbag, it's time. Hey. Stupid. Mailbag. Fun bag. Friday. Fun bag Friday. Yeah. What you got, Stu? You're not allowed to do that commercial radio we thing. Ha- I can't stand <laughs> it. I really, like, you know how when I, I say stuff to deliberately grind your gear yeah, la, about the arts or That's my version. Whatever. Yeah, well, it works and Good. it's annoying. It's the one thing I do that is manages to really just undercut your existence. Yeah. I'm going to keep stop? doing it. And I'm going to sing What's in Your Phone later too. So get prepared oh. with my husky voice. What are uh, Gayer in the studio? <laughs> Halt. Um, do you have oh, well, look, any feedback for Feedback Friday? Got, we always get a lot of feedback and we and we must start this segment by saying thank you to everyone. Everything that comes to us is read and uh, appreciated, but not necessarily say, acknowledged. No, it's not. We, we do feel like terrible human beings, don't we? Because the number of people who get in touch and just are saying hi and lovely things... And in the course of a day when you're doing eight million other things that, you know, maybe aren't so amazing, mm. to stumble across a lovely message like that, it really is a day changer. So thank you mm. to everybody. And all forms, whether it's written, yep. on Facebook, email, it's big and stupid, it's stupidlybig.com. Everything, yep. I, as I say, gets noted and we discuss it 
We just never discuss it with you. I know, but we're terrible. So that's why we have fun bag Friday. So we can, okay, fun bag Friday. We can okay. at least you know acknowledge some stuff. Yeah, and oh, I, I want yes. I know what else we could we could discuss here. Oh, you get the fact that, Very some, good manners. that some people mm. have started suggesting Uh-oh. what we should say to each other oh. when we see when the somebody come out. when we, so we, we're thinking of getting t-shirts made up. I'm thinking they're getting made I've up. I've emailed Just the designer. The, oh, good, thank you. Um, anyway, and we uh, we're thinking of getting them made. Up. I say thinking of because you don't promise things before they're uh, ready no. To I'm be promising. Delivered. I'm no, promising no, stop t-shirts stop before. Anyway, there are t-shirts. The end of July. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I guarantee you. No. I'm guaranteeing it. Well, you're not so guaranteeing get, it. As soon as I get the artwork. You know how much we pay our designer, by the way? Speaking of that deal I was just talking about where you, she gets lots of exposure. Well, you're the one Her name's Corinne cr- and she's Corinne. amazing. Love and if anybody Corinne. wants to get in you touch. You keep crunching her for cash. I'm going, man, she's an artist. She has to eat. And you're going, you know what? She can do it for free. It's great exposure working with a stupidly big corporation. Yeah, that's me. By the way, so. we became a corporation recently. <laughs> P.S. None of that is true. Anyway. People were saying, what were they saying? Oh, what's in your phone? So the point is that if you see somebody in a stupidly small T-shirt mm. or stupidly big T-shirt, mm. you are to say something and we were suggesting some things to say but but people who listen mm. know us better than we do and they were suggesting <laughs> things like saying what's in your phone. Like that. What were some other ones? Um, there was one about um – What's You're going to have to do it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, my, my recall is slowly uh, evaporating. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, well, I'll look that up and you tell me what you've got. All right. I like, well, <laughs> one email we received during the week was from Xavier. And uh, he said, thank you, appreciate the show, love mm-hmm. it, and all that, which um, is much appreciated. But then he's gone on. He has some other nice thoughts, so thank you, Xavier. But then he's gone on mm. because he said we, we sound a bit knackered to offer us his parents' house down in Tasmania. So it's in the middle of nowhere, really, but it's close to a brewery. It's a two-story <laughs> old Georgian house in the centre of town. Oh, my God. I mean, really? Yeah. People are just the loveliest people. Um, it's lovely. It's, it's great for a break. And, and thought it might be nice if you want to use it um, just to get away. And it's, it's yours if you'd like. And I, th- I thought, well, someone is offering us a holiday house in the Apple Isle. And what a lovely... Uh, gesture, so thank you so much. Yeah, and um, I liked the little bit at the end uh, about it's not it's not dodgy, and don't worry, the eyes in the paintings won't be moving, <laughs> which uh, recalled many a uh, fond memory of watching Scooby Doo as a child, where that was the main spying technique in Scooby Doo, where they'd be, go into a haunted house, and the eyes in the painting would be following them as they had moved down the hall. So thank you, Xavier, uh, all of your kind words, and the very kind offer. Uh, for Lauren and I, mean, I to really? go spend a lovely weekend Sweetie. together down what in Tassie. A sweetheart. No, that's oh. not what it was. Oh, that's how I read it. Yeah, no, that's not what it was. Um, but but really, people just are so lovely because yes. Um, so uh, we're not going to Tassie. <laughs> that's a look. <laughs> so we're not going to Tassie. Listen, Cancel we got. Me. I can't find the other thing. I'm slightly distracted by the fact that I can't find what other mm. people were suggesting. There was how what's was in your phone, look? but there's something Over else. Silence. <laughs> you know what? I was like, de- look, I I do get uh, regular death stares, but that was like a disgust stare. <laughs> that that was beyond death stare. I'd it rather be was, dead. Than you know to get what that it actually again. was? 
What? Complete distraction. I was trying to uh-huh. I was trying to think of the other things that Anthony people Anthony Hardy, a Bow Morris Bay chief, sent one in. No, I that was it. It was right. he sent in what's in your phone. But some other people oh. sent in some other suggestions for what to say mm. when you see somebody in a stupidly small T shirt that's a kind of code for Yeah, you'd have to listen to yeah, that. No, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, can't remember them. So sorry everybody. Right. Um but that you, please send send them in if you've thought of any. Yeah. Uh and the other For the T shirts that are coming out in the next three to four weeks. Stuart. I'm telling you. Just stop it. You have to stop. You've promised so many things this year and you haven't delivered any of them. (laughs) Rubbish. It's true. What have I promised that hasn't been delivered? Stickers, stubby holders. I never promised stubby holders. You promised that you would draw up a list of all of the BCs. I have done. Have you? Yeah. Mm, I have done. Where is it? Uh, It's at home. It's in my mind. What do you got there for Fun Bag Friday? For Fun Bag Friday. This is my favorite. Um, this is from Damien. Xavier's is pretty good. Da- I mean, Xavier's is. I mean, these, this, is, not, why we, this is why we <clears throat> picked these. <clears throat> totally. We only, and we because, don't have a heap of time because the first thing no, we're we just wanted to No, but we just want to say these are the kind of people, this is the quality of people in the stupidly small, stupidly big Universe. empire family. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, hello, Lauren and Stu. I've never really heard your podcast in anywhere close to real time. So, you know, happy August to uh, Damien. <laughs> yes. um, my most recent contact with reliable internet speeds, I think this means it, during, during my mo- in my most recent contact with reliable internet speeds, I download your podcast and uh, he's recently done from about 90 to about 130. So he must have intermittent internet. So he says... Mm. Um, I'm currently sitting in a shack at 4,300 metres, about an hour from the closest village in the Peruvian Andes. Hello. I mean, I love that. I do. I love it. It makes me feel like a little bit of me Mm. and a little bit of all of the listeners Mm -hmm. is in the Peruvian Andes in whatever, reckon it's a shack. Mm. Do you reckon it's a mansion? That's a shack. I love it. You don't I have a mansion in the Peruvian Andes. Where are I'm the ju- Peruvian I'm, I'm Andes? I'm just kidding. Do you think they might be in Peru? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's right That's near like, where it's not right near uh, where uh, touching the void was. What language do they speak in Poland? Go well, ahead. You know what I used? To, <laughs> do you know what I used um, to Polish? think? I yeah. used to think. Um, oh, what was it? Oh yeah, I've told you this. I used to think until like I was quite like I was a teenager. Mm. I used to think that Lebanese people lived in Laban. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Labans. Is that, is that the end of that email? Anyway, that's pretty much the No, it goes on. But I, but I just I wanted to point out to everybody that you, you might be going around your life and you might be thinking that it's as small as it seems like it is. Like the mm. time that I went to <laughs> office works thinking I was getting out and breaking free and then your fat chicken picture was on the... <laughs> Screen in front Stolen. of me when I got there. Stolen um, artwork again. But actually, another case in we're point. all interconnected into a vast network of wonderful human beings. Don't you dare roll your eyes at me when I'm saying vast well, network get, of human beings. You're getting all touchy feely. Yeah, well, Mister, let's not have the arts and science is terrible. And I'm big on the arts. Oh yeah, huge. Science, not so much. <sighs> Stu, I think that's – is that the end of Fun Bag Friday? Have you killed all the fun in Fun Bag Friday yet? Is there anything else you can kill? 
Uh, no. Uh, no, no. Good, good. And don't yeah. forget, if you want to get in contact and be part of Fun Bag Friday. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> to this stellar example, hit us up at Twitter at Stupidly Big. Uh, you can also go to Facebook forward slash Stupidly Big. Uh, <laughs> Reedy and the rest of you can ring us. 03 9079 and we will play your voice message on the thing if it's worthy. Or you can put it on voicemail. You can go to the voicemail tab in the website. Website. Yeah. And it one oh, no, it doesn't matter. And also... Posters, P.O. Box 1438. That's right, no. 1436. Yeah, as we've had turned to our left. Uh, 1436, Fitzroy 30368. It's written on the wall and uh, we rarely Both get it right. looked at the same time. Okay, Stu, yeah. let's get out of here. Right. Let's do the next bit. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Stupid. Do, do, do. What's in your phone? Mm. That's twice today I've managed to completely I don't hate that. make you feel like um, fingernails, blackboard, etc. I'm going to make you What is in scared. your phone? Oh, God, really? Yeah, it's oh, a no. bit of a warning. Oh. Friday warnings. Oh, no. Yeah. I've got a vibe on this. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Oh, let's see. No, no, I don't. I don't. Know. It's a bit of tech talk, actually. No, no, okay, good. Yep. And uh, for all of us out there, not myself included, nor Lauren Clark. But that may be enjoying uh, US Netflix, for instance, that may want to hide their existence on the internet with a right. VPN and a free VPN and a very popular one, yeah, uh, virtual private network or whatever it is, yeah, um, is is a virtual private network? I don't know, dude. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, is Holler the Holler company? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, a lot of people use that to just mask where they're maybe coming from in the world, so they can access stuff that you know stupidly. Won't be given to us because we're in a region. Yeah. You know, so, you know, being global suits companies when, you know, they want to, and not being global suits companies when they don't want us to be global. Oh, so true. We're regional. You know, that book I was talking about the other day about the supermarkets. Supermarkets, There's this whole bit in it about how it's it's advertises grassrootsy, and there are all these like ruddy faced farmers going, Mm. I sell my apples to, and it's like (laughs) not remotely like that. Mm. There is such an exploitation of that. Economy. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, there's an article uh, out in the last month or so, last two weeks probably actually, in yeah. ibtimes.co.uk. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> ibtimes.co.uk, yes. What do you No, no, just continue, continue. And uh, it's it's titled Holer VPN. Mm. So, a lot of us use Holer. Is quietly selling your internet bandwidth to become a botnet for cyber criminals. So what's happening is yeah. uh, Hole has become – it's an Israeli-based company. It's become quite popular uh, mm. as a free VPN. Yeah. Um, but they've launched a premium service as well, which I think costs about $5 a month or something mm. called – Something. Uh, no, what's it? I want to remember what it is. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, it's Illuminati. Right. And um, apparently it's using – it uses uh, what the – IPs of the people using Hola yeah. and letting the people who are subscribed to Illuminati yeah. and using that, so using what they're getting for free and so other people are using your IP addresses Ooh. and it's leaving you open and it's using your bandwidth, it's leaving you open to um, bad stuff and to be right. par- unwittingly part of incorrect behaviour on the internet. Right. So, look, if you are using Hola, yeah. maybe have a look at the article and just make your own mind up to see whether or not you want to continue or you want to... Perhaps uh, spend a little on paying for a secure VPN. It's in uh, www.ibtimes.co.uk. Okay. Lauren will uh, 
post that up at some point. Mm-hmm. I just find it a very interesting article. As you can tell, I'm not very techy. <laughs> no. no. No, I'm not. No, I know. But I am in new media and I, I follow new media media. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is that such a thing? That was a great defence uh, of your... This one really uh, piked my pears. So, uh, yeah, there piked you go. Piked pears? Yeah. Guess what? What? Can you see them at the door? Uh, they... Because it's... We've gone, officially gone over the today. The internet cops. Yeah, we're going to get so much trouble. Australian Podcasting Association. Good morning to the henchmen down there, <laughs> wherever you reside. <laughs> in a bunker. Yeah, in a bunker somewhere. Um, Monitoring the podcast. Great just nation. awful. Just awful behaviour. Um, stifling, really. Hey, Stu Farrell. Lauren, it's been great to have you back. You've been a little chatterbox. Oh, it's like <laughs> you've been locked in a box or locked in a dungeon That's and we let you free and I you've know. talked your brains out. It's great to have you alive. <laughs> Thanks, Stu. See you Monday. See you Monday. Good weekend. Bye-bye.